used to want it and get these with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I understand this town likes to talk about a lot of things that are really not important. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Gun laws. Honorary, honorary general manager. Triple secret meeting with the North Koreans. That was canceled. I wish we could get a good guest on on gun laws, but finding one is not that easy. Somebody that's uh, that doesn't have an agenda, uh-huh. it's really difficult. But I'd like to talk to somebody about that. You know, I want to uh, uh, about the assault weapons ban that we had for ten years. How did it work? How did it not work? Why did it go away? How did people vote? Democrats and Republicans, right? Um, that's all pretty interesting. What I know of it, yeah, it's all damned interesting. Um, background checks that. 70% of people are for. What are background checks currently? Uh, what do people not like about them? What are they acting for? What, yeah, what are they What are they thinking about happening? I would like to know all of that stuff. Because nobody knows! It's difficult to nail down because everybody um, comes at it from such with such an agenda that they leave out information conveniently. Or, or, or comes at it with passion, some of it absolutely justifiable, and shouts slogans at each other and expresses their adamance to each other. And then kind of walks away as the incredibly complicated details get hashed through. Did you see how Justice uh, Clarence Thomas blasted the Supreme Court last night? I did not. The rest of his Supreme Court for their decision yesterday, which seems stupid to me, Hmm. on the whole 10-day waiting period for people who already own guns and have a concealed weapons permit. Oh, yeah. Like you're doing anything. You think you stopped any school shootings with that? Yeah. You feel like you no, you didn't stop you didn't stop a single bad thing from happening with that. And just as well anyway, we'll talk about that later, but I'm ready I've been ready for quite some time to make the move to monarchy, as you know. Because well, democracy can't possibly work. I just want to argue about things that would actually have an effect. We often argue about things that aren't gonna have any effect. All right. Uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, uh, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm a little nervous, I'd say. I'm Driving a rental car while my car's being repaired, and uh, the fuel light went on this morning. So I've got 20 miles to find a gas station. So I've got to, one, find where the gas tank is on the car, and two, oh, okay. how to open the tank. There so you go. It's, uh, if I you... seem a little distracted during the show, you know it's on my mind. <laughs> You've only got 20 miles. Yeah. Have you been uh, inhabited by the spirit of a 16-year-old girl or what? It's hilarious. i got to figure out what side it's on. <laughs> There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I uh, Last week, I acquired a rice cooker, 
and uh, I am loving it. It's fantastic. I'm putting. I'm putting. Did you buy it at a store, or did you pull it out of a dumpster in your parking lot? Uh, let's not get into the details. <laughs> uh, but it's it's fantastic. I'm putting all sorts of things on a bed of rice, and it, I, mm. I'm, I'm putting rice on rice. I'm just mixing different types of rice together, and it's 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 fantastic. It's it is a it is a delight for a bachelor who is trying to eat less frozen food. Yeah, that might mm. fit in with the new diet guidelines that are out today that I find oh, pretty boy. interesting. More new diet guidelines. These seem pretty good. <laughs> okay. Many, These many, seem pretty good. The old ones seem pretty good. How many hot pockets? <laughs> Hilarious. The new ones seem pretty darn good. Pretty pretty simple as far as diets for following. Uh, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm going to try to enact it today. Talk about that later. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I have to ask you, Jack, will bacon fit into your new diet guidelines? Uh, would it? Uh, I think it would. All right. All right. Because I finished them off yesterday, and I'm pleased to report my fistful of scratchers for Valentine's Day did actually pay off. <laughs> and after splitting the winnings with my lady friend, I have enough gentlemen to once again bring home the bacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Thank you, yeah. Marshall. Yeah. Wow. So it took you a full week to to scratch off the scratchers. Well, again, I have my methods, right. and I've outlined them, and uh, you know, you do does, one a day. Yeah, one a day with, with a different, different quarter different every time. Quarter and less old quarter, not new quarter. Yeah, right. How gotta, old does the quarter have to well, be? Well, it's got to be an old timey quarter. Well, it's got to be well pre. Uh, well, what I'm what do you mean old timey? Like how old? The new quarters. King are, George's picture on no, it, or what? No, the new quarters are made out of some sort of flimsy, they you know, are. it's not even metal. They are, they are so light. And it's got the state uh, capitals in the back. No, no, you don't use those. Okay. You've got to use the one with the eagle. <laughs> okay. You know, for, the stout, right. the heavy, heavy metal And there's quarter. no point in getting into it, because I think it's for obvious reasons. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do, I, the new change is weird, though. It feels yeah. like it feels like uh, my kids. my kids have plastic money yeah. for, like, cash registers and stuff, and it feels like that. It's so right. light. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, February 21st, the year 2018. We're keeping you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. A phrase that actually figures into mailbag in a mm. few minutes. Stay with us, won't you please? It's uh, time to begin the show according to FCC rules and regulations. We're sticklers, don't you know? Here we go at Mark. And just a few moments ago, I signed a memorandum directing the Attorney General to propose regulations to ban all devices that turn legal weapons into machine guns. And that little utterance right there is as far as you've seen a Republican president go in decades on the whole gun fight. I remember civics class in high school where we learned about the issuance of memos to department heads, and that's how laws are passed. All right. Um, by the way, it's 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 setting you straight in twenty one eight. It's not keeping you straight in twenty eight. That would that would seem like I've got some sort of <laughs> you know a gay conversion camp going, and I'm afraid you're off the rails and becoming a homosexual. Right. My job is to keep you straight. No, no, it's, it's not setting you straight. It's not about the issues of the day. Is what we're doing. God, I just phrased it wrong. How does mailbag look? I've been doing two or three home visits a day for the last five years. Wow. <laughs> Talking to effeminate men. Was, mailbag's fine. It's good. It's amusing. It's it's full of praise and harsh criticism. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, Justice uh, Clarence Thomas blasting the Supreme Court. We got some great celebrity news, Olympic updates. Oh, it's going to be a fun-filled show. Isn't oh it? boy. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Strong and Getty Show.
figure out how to get our kid to sleep. Just gotta figure it out. I've been saying that for six years, but gotta figure it out. Yeah. Getting closer. More doctors, more medicine. I'm telling you now, though, I'm to the animal tranquilizer point. Mm. Gotta just put him out. So far out, he sleeps from MFing. Oh, boy. At least six hours in a row ever. Oy. Not his fault. No. But I can't survive like this. I can't survive like this. The family can't survive like this. He's got to sleep sometime. You got to sleep. Wow. He can't, though. Nightmares, wow. nerves, emotional problems, that sort of stuff. Oh, but my God. Not his fault. No. It sucks to be him. No. I feel bad for him. Separating the, the, the condition from the person is something you have to do all the time when you're dealing with difficulties. But as I said to the doctor like the other day, I said, at this point, we're a dysfunctional family. We cannot function because nobody gets any sleep, and we just can't survive like this. Something's got to change. Oh, my God. If you thought of bringing on staff, I mean, I don't know how far you want to get into this. Oh, we've hired a number of people. Yeah. A number of them have quit yeah. because it's really difficult. Yeah. 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 Wow. Really, really hard. I've been up since one thirty. That's why I'm short of temper. Oh, boy. As opposed to yesterday when I was up since 2. So you slept in, huh? <laughs> God, Just well, thanks freaking for, crazy. It's, it's good to, for us to know because that's rough, man. I got to I keep reminding myself you're really tired so do not react to anything. Oh lord. It's not really real. Oh god. Oh boy. But man oh man oh Michael, man. Michael that uh pallet of eggshells we keep around here to walk on. <laughs> yeah. Bring him in. <laughs> Bring him in. I well, I'm fine now. I've got the coffee going. <laughs> yeah, well. As a guy who's lived not what you're living but you know stuff, you're fine till the second you're not fine. Yeah, no kidding. Then Kerblewy. Ah, Michael, would you like to reminisce about some of my Kerblewy moments way back in the day? Ah, bygones, right? Let's forgive and forget. I have. (laughs) Mailbag! Right then, come on! A little forward momentum. Where to even start? Man, I like mailbag today. A lot of good fun. I'm not stopping by a doctor's office on the way home. I'm stopping by the zoo. (laughs) What do you use to keep the elephants asleep (laughs) when you're cleaning their pens? If you've got an agitated rhinoceros, for instance, <laughs> what would you administer? I like some of that. Wow. Wow. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Scott sent this along. It is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. A writing man, don't you know? A man of words, a man of letters. Mm. I'd like to be referred to as a man of letters just once. Does that mean like the individual letters? Like A, B, C? Or like you write letters? Or... What does that mean? I don't know. It means if I were a man of letters, I'd probably know. Yeah, that's true. I think that's the <laughs> test. That's the test. Here's what uh, RWE said. <clears throat> and I want you all to listen to this, all right? Of course, presumably, we want you to listen to all of the show. That's why we do it. But no, damn it, I want you to listen to this. Let me never fall into the vulgar mistake of dreaming that I am persecuted whenever I am contradicted. Ooh. Good one. He had a lot of good Snowflakes. That's a good one. Yeah. Snowflakes of all stripes. Good, decent, lovable people are going to disagree with your ideas, and you'll be okay. Well, and you react differently if you uh, get rid of the I'm being persecuted thing. Think of the gun issue. Mm -hmm. Um, If somebody brings up or broaches an idea you don't agree with. It's not the end of the world. Right. We're having a discussion. It's okay. It's the way these things work. 
And a lot of people are motivated by fewer dead children. So give them a little uh, leeway. Let them vent. Let them express their ideas. Then let's talk about it. That's a heck of a motivator. Yeah. Yeah. Now to the critical question, probably the question confronting our nation right now after what to do about school shootings, etc., is the Armstrong and Getty tagline. Heard you say the conscience of the nation was thrust upon you. Did keeping you straight in 21-8 get you accused of homophobia? Because you know that's where we're at. A word can only have one interpretation nowadays. That's why it's got to be setting you straight in 21-8. Keeping you straight does sound like it's, you know. You're afraid people have gone off the path and are becoming homosexuals. And for trying instance, to stop them, yes. which would be a, a weird goal for anyone, let alone a radio show. Is there any <laughs> feeling of we're setting you straight as if you need us to set you straight? It seems a little presumptuous to me. As opposed to, well, I conscience I, of the nation? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, touche. And see, that's how two fine fellows can disagree calmly. Um, uh, and it can only be the interpretation that weaponizes someone's victimhood. Thank you for reminding me through your discussions that nuance isn't entirely dead yet. Uh, no, no, it isn't. But it's a little like Billy Graham yesterday. Wow. It's, um, wow. It's, wow. It's, wow. It's not in the prime of its life. That's a fag of you, Sean, in Citrus Heights, California. Thanks, Sean. Uh, let's see. Where's it? Uh, there's another one. Uh, sorry, I'm a little disorganized here. Oh, here's an unsolicited suggestion. Uh, Jack and Joe writes, Don, the country has a name. Why not the conscience of America? Hmm. You know, really, the reason the conscience of the nation or something like that uh, um, appealed to me is because it's so wildly over the top. And for some reason, America grounds it. I'd prefer it to be like it's a 1950s documentary. America grounds it in its ridiculousness. Like to say it. Not the conscience not, not in of a good America. Way. It's just something I don't want to say out loud. It's too real? Yeah, too real. Huh. Joe in Stockton, always helpful, always insightful. <clears throat> I'm just going to read what he's written. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Conscience of the Nation. It's pretty good. Drop the first the. Insert a pause instead. That's pretty good. Joe and Stockton, I think you may have nailed it, my friend. Conscience of the nation. Yes, that's correct. I had to think about it, but that is correct. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm a newly minted deficit hawk, writes Matt. I got $55 per paycheck more from this tax cut. I like 55 bucks in each of my paychecks. I don't like $1.5 trillion over the next 10 years. It scares me. Newly minted deficit hawk I am. Shouldering your debt, Millennial Matt. A man of many names, he says. Uh, you have the only half-decent conversation on gun control out there right now. Two thumbs up. Thank you for your thumbs, sir. We're trying to get it even better. We're just trying to come up with the right people who we can have a wide-ranging, serious discussion of what what most people want what are our goals in gun control what what are what do we hope to achieve let's cite that let's figure that out first and then talk about the the benefits the costs and the difficulties of the various policies trotted out there so we can actually get somewhere um uh moving along winter olympics America's number one with rainbow medals, writes Jerry, who's uh, a faithful 
listener. Oh, my God. I don't. I, Jerry, I'm not going to say exactly who you are, um, but thank you. Um, he says, it's no longer about winning in sports and competition. According to NBC, they've made the Winter Olympics all about celebrating diversity, mostly being gay. Who needs gold, silver, or bronze when we've got the rainbow medal? Also, are there medals for crying? I think the U.S. is way ahead. <laughs> wow. Wee. Now, there is a manly man who longs for the days of a manly, including the women, Olympics. We do cry more than a lot of the other countries. What do you think that's all about? It seems like we do. I don't know. It might just be a, a cultural, cultural thing. thing. It's okay to cry. Although Euros are famously uh, kind of uh, um, not Marlboro Man-ish. Mm. So I don't know. That's interesting. I hadn't observed that. Well, I was confused by that uh, that that one skater I mentioned yesterday that that has become practically a household name if you're watching the Olympics at all, and he finished sixth or something. Right. And I couldn't figure out why he was such a big deal. And you're and, and part of it is he's super flamboyant. Yes. And part of it is he spoke out against Pence. Oh, he blasted Pence and Trump as Which, bad people. Right. So that's that's why he's good. Because I thought, right. why are why are the announcers making such a big deal out of this? His fame is political, and the announcers are down with him. They agree I, with him. Because I watched it on tape delay, and I thought he must be the gold medal winner, as much mm. as I've heard about him and all the quotes no. and everything nope. like that. And he didn't even he didn't even come close to meddling. Right. It's it's the same thing as if there there was a, a, a I don't know uh, just pick anything. Some dumb story from some dumb town in some dumb state, but it's anti-Trump front page stuff in the New York Times. That's it. He's anti-Trump, so he's a big deal. Uh, Let's see. I like this one. Uh, For Joe, OMG, saw this and thought of you. It's uh, gin and tonic marmalade from a toast. Gin and tonic flavored marmalade. Wow. That that sounds kind of questionable, Jerry. Uh, Sherry in North San Diego County. You need to get drunk whilst eating toast. I, uh, I, mm, I don't, is there, I can't, I'll bet it's not alcoholic. Mm, right. It'd be like, uh, Jack Daniels barbecue sauce. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, that's not alcoholic? <laughs> wow. I've been ordering the wrong drinks at bars. Yeah. So I'm, uh, but I'm thinking, you know, late at night, I got the drunk hungries going. I'm thinking some Perfect. toast would be good, but. Yeah, maybe then. And then this charming note. Also, remember the Java Jugs bikini barista you talked to from Washington? Yeah, that's my half-sister. But I didn't even know I had a half-sister until I was 40. Oh, well. Love the show. You know, I don't want to be hurtful. I really don't want to be hurtful. Because you can't choose your parents. But I would say a lot of bikini baristas come from families where siblings are unaware of each other's existence. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. You know what I mean? That's probably true. But great to hear from you, Sherry. What the hell's this song you're playing? This is Rosie Greer. It's all right to cry oh, from gotcha. the f- Free to Be You and Me album that came out in the early 70s, wow. which my progressive parents played for me all the time. Wow. Rosie Greer, big, tough football player. We've got Marshall's News coming up. We'll get into uh, a lot that's going on, including is there actually going to be movement on gun legislation? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I've been reading about the assault weapons ban from 94 to 2004, and 
what it covered and what it didn't and why it hasn't been reinstated. And it's damned interesting. Well, and who voted for it and against it's really interesting, right. too. And you ha- you've had a number of times since then when the Democrats controlled uh, you know, all the branches of government by a lot and, and weren't able to reinstate it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just Republicans stopping that from happening. That's funny. I've heard that it is. Anybody who says that. in the news. Huh. Yeah. More on that later. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the Reverend Billy Graham, the counselor of presidents, the most widely heard Christian evangelist in history, died this morning at his home in North Carolina. While he was widely celebrated during his life, Graham often said in later years he regretted not spending more time with his family. I traveled all over the world. I took too many engagements I shouldn't have taken, accepted too many invitations to do various things that, as I look back, had very little meaning. Billy Graham, dead at 99. That's interesting. That would uh, seem to me... You hate to put words in a dead person's mouth. It's not very fair, but it would seem to me that he feels like perhaps he had... uh, was getting a little too much enjoyment out of the celebrity aspect of it, as mm-hmm. opposed to the what he was supposedly doing. Right. Well, there's also a, you know a line of thinking, theologically speaking, that you know it's doing the work of God, traveling the world and 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 trying to you know spread the word, et cetera, et cetera. It's also doing the work of God to take care of your children and your family and and take care of your little plot of humanity uh, the best you can. It'd be pretty hard to stand in a football stadium full of 60,000 people uh, with people waiting outside to get in who couldn't get in and not stray off the path, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be pretty difficult to pull off? Michael, let me play a little audio. Yeah, absolutely it would. Of course. Yeah. You know, it's uh, Jack, you may be the first person I ever heard express this the way you did way back in the day. Uh, a couple of examples. If you're going to talk about Elvis Presley, don't play me something from... Aloha from Hawaii when he was bloated and cynical and pilled up and constipated. You're going to talk about Frank Sinatra. Don't play me when he was incoherent. I love you. You love me. No, play me what made him a legend. Don't play when he was a legend. Play what made him a legend. Billy Graham, 1957. Change in your attitude. A change in your attitude toward God. You must love God supremely. You must put God first. In all the choices and decisions of your life, there must be a change in your attitude toward yourself. No longer are you egocentric. No longer are you selfish. No longer is everything done just for self and to please self. There must also be a change in your attitude toward your neighbor. There you go. That's some good stuff. Yeah. And on. Yeah. And on he goes. Can't disagree with that. Right? The Bible. That's, That's right, right, Mr. President. You nailed it, sir. President Trump is welcoming students, parents, and teachers to the White House today to talk about how to keep schools safe. Going to have community members and victims from last week's Florida school shooting, as well as from the Columbine and Sandy Hook shootings. It's going to be a time to listen, the president says. And uh, Tuesday, Trump signed a memo calling for proposals to ban bump stocks on guns. Now, they played no part in last week's shooting in Florida, but bump stocks were used by the shooter in last year's deadly Vegas shooting spree. Which is an amazing example of the difficulty of the uh, the gun issue. If you're if you if you're the sort of person that you think there need to be more laws, I'm I'm not convinced there do that you need more laws. But if you're on that side, it's got to be very frustrating because that one everybody was in agreement of and the NRA said they were okay with. Right. And it still didn't happen. Which what, is what just happened? amazing. Did it just stall? <laughs> 
People chickened out, I think. Really? I lost track of it. I just don't know. Which is the way Congress often works. Right. right. They just yeah. kind of delay until something else comes along, and they don't have to be on the record of having voted against or for something. Right. Now, now uh, Barack Obama attempted to do a day with, uh, do away with bump stocks, and he was told by uh, various agencies it's not actually part of the gun world because it's not a mechanical something or other. Right. I don't know the, the, the de- details of it. But we can't ban it under gun legislation because it's not a gun thing. It'd be like banning a block of wood or something. It's essentially just a spring. And there's no reason to think that Trump can do it either because it's not really, it's not a gun item. It wasn't developed by gun companies. Anybody could make one at home. So it's difficult It's difficult to know whether, one, you could ban them, and two, whether it would do any good because the sort of person that wants one, there's a gazillion videos right. on YouTube of how to make one. Today, more Florida students are fanning out across the state capitol, meeting with legislators. Yesterday, the Florida House Republicans killed a measure that would have opened debate on whether to ban assault weapons as students from the high school looked on in disbelief. They were in the gallery last night, part of their trip to the capitol to pressure lawmakers to enact tougher gun laws. The students are set to meet with Governor Rick Scott later today. And I would I would like those students, and this, this would be disappointing to them too, but do some research on the assault weapons ban that we had for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And when they tried to reinstate it in 2013 and it went down in a vote in the Senate, 60 to 40, including a whole bunch of Democrats in a democratically controlled Senate. Because right. there are a lot of Democrats that live in states where people don't want it either. Um, that's the reality of it. And, and those kids are being told through the media that it's all the NRIA owning the Republican Party that's right. causing this to yeah. happen. That's right. It was put to a vote in 2013, and it went down when the Democrats right. had control. Skiing legend Lindsey Vaughn ending her Olympic career with a bronze medal. She came in third in the women's downhill event at her final Olympic Games. At 33 years old, she is the oldest woman to claim an Olympic Alpine medal. Before her final run, Lindsey got emotional. I wish I could keep going, you know. Um, I have so much fun. I love what I do. Um, my body just can't, no, probably can't take another four years, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm proud. I'm proud to have competed for my country. I'm proud to have given it my all, and um, I'm proud to hopefully come away with a medal. Bronze for Lindsay there. And now, Positive Sean's up to the minute. Olympic medal meltdown. Well, just as a way of preparation, how much did uh, Lindsay contribute to our medal meltdown count there with a bronze medal? Uh, $3.50. Okay. Thanks, Lindsay. Okay, so here's where we take the metallurgical value of the medals and compare countries. I think it is the only fair way to really assess who won the Olympic Games. And right now that we have a clear winner, it is it is Norway just there. They they are crushing the entire field. $11,000 worth in medaling. Second place, Germany, $9,100, about $2,000 difference in winnings, separating first and second place. We have third place is Canada with $6,800. Wow. Fourth place. There's like 150 people in Canada. (laughs) Fourth place is the Netherlands with $5,300. USA reclaims their spot in fifth. Take that, France! $4,700 in medal winnings. The uh, the United States has 16 total medals. Norway has 13 gold medals. Wow, that is impressive. It's a pantsing. Uh, But a quick note, uh, USA got their first ever gold in... Cross-country uh, cross yeah. skiing, yeah. The, really? Yeah, their first ever gold and the first time they got a medal since 1976. I'll yeah. be damned. Yeah. Who, who was the uh, was plucky the, youngster who won it? It, it was the chicks. Uh, yeah, it was an American 
Uh, what is her name? Uh, Kicking Randall yep. uh, for and the American Jesse team. Kicking ass. And she, it was her 18th attempt wow, at a yeah. gold. And she, it was her first medal. Yeah, she, so she's not a plucky youngster. Nope. I want to know more about this woman. The, the very flower of American womanhood. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. I think is we're going with Armstrong and Getty. Conscience of the nation. Pause. Okay. Then, right. then only one does. Okay, pause. Pause. Put your chin on your hand. Try it again, Marshall. Like right. Get the eagle ready, or is that a hawk? That's- Might even be a damn osprey, which is a bastard bird. Go ahead. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Conscience of the nation. Uh, that's it. <laughs> See, that's why you're Marshall Phillips. Radio legend. Nailed it. You Nailed really it. have that bird well trained, you too. You stuck that's the landing. It's very impressive. And a bird's right on Marshall's shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget this isn't a TV show. You can't see that. Yeah, he's got a giant bald eagle on his yeah. shoulder. Even though it's an eagle, that would still make him a falconer, right? One who controls sure. birds. Yeah, Technically. Okay. Yeah, good eagle. Good eagle. Nibbling on my hair. <laughs> Yeah, new diet guidelines out. I can hit you with that. That's news you could use. Super. Before people get to breakfast, then the uh, public service. Oh, heck yeah. Among other things on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, I'm running down the road trying to loosen my load. I've got seven women on my mind. Let's check in on things over in Pyeongchang. As of today, the U.S. was in sixth place overall. Yeah. <laughs> the athletes want to do better, but they're afraid if they win, Fergie will sing the national anthem. You gotta watch it. Boy. Wow. I need to apologize to the audience. That's a classic Jay Leno-style joke. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's what he stayed number one for 30 years with. Right. He knew how bad to be. <laughs> so uh, uh, we really aired. We played you the climactic and horrifying, literally climactic, and horrifying end of Fergie's national anthem. The beginning of it is insufferable. And I hadn't heard it. It was, well, it was terrible. Maybe we'll hit that a little bit later on if you haven't heard it. It was so ill-advised. It sounded like she was twerking against the groin of Ben Franklin. That's not <laughs> what we're going for. It's an anthem. It's like a song you sing in church. Which Franklin would have appreciated yeah, more than you most know, probably b- a poorly chosen fa- uh, George Washington, famously stoic and proper. There you go. Why art thou twerking on mine groin? Would the, the general would have asked. <laughs> Father of our country. So the key to weight loss, they now say, and this was published yesterday in the Journal of American uh, Medical Association, whatever it is. It's the most prestigious of these sorts of journals. It's the JAMA. JAMA. (coughs) The key to weight loss is diet quality, not quantity. The days of counting calories, they say, is and should be over. Good Lord. And no longer is a thing. Really? We were off track all along. So, calories in, calories out, ain't it? It ain't about calories. It's about what you're eating. I see. It found that people who cut back on added sugar, refined grains, and highly processed foods 
while concentrating on plenty of vegetables and whole foods? Yes. Doesn't matter how many calories you take in, those people lost significant amounts of weight uh, over the course of a year. That's kind of what I'm doing. The strategy have. The strategy works for people whether they follow diets that were mostly low in fat or mostly low in carbohydrates. It doesn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. Which direction you go, as long as you're doing what I just said. And their success did not appear to be influenced by their genetics or their insulin response to carbohydrates or any of that other stuff that has been out there for a while. The research lends strong support to the notion that diet quality, not quantity, is what helps people lose and manage their weight most easily in the long run. And that's what we all want to do, right? Lose and maintain the weight. Because the whole losing and gaining it back is really not that pleasant. Not that fun. It's kind of hard on the old psyche. It also suggests that health authorities have stopped, got to stop telling the public to obsess over calories and instead encourage Americans to avoid processed foods. God, that's probably the number one thing that we all need to do. Isn't Don't it? eat stuff that was made in a factory. Don't. Americans, and, and listen, I'm no granola, but Judy and I have been doing something similar for quite a while now, and it's great. And the food's yummy. Uh, avoid processed foods that are made with refined starches and added sugar, like bagels. White bread, refined flour, and sugary snacks and beverages. I love bagels. So I love much. all. I love all those things they just mentioned. Everybody does, uh, and the people who sell them figured out that human beings like them, and right. then, then that's why they sell them to us. Have a whole grain English muffin, Sean. You'll enjoy it very thoroughly. Um, who sells those? Grocery stores. Do they have like a, a Noah's bagel? Do they have those? Do they have the healthy At Noah's bagel? bagels? Yeah. Would they have a whole? Grain? I don't know. I, I was talking about English muffins, yeah. but I, would I, they have a, a healthy bagel, or would they all be unhealthy? I don't know. I don't know either. Take one healthy bagel, please. <laughs> well, actually, according to this, I can eat fifteen of them if I want to, right? as long as I'm eating the right or stuff. Or fifty. A <laughs> uh, very large study, eight million dollars in funding, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so the counting calories days are over. Just stick to this. I wish they hadn't used the term diet to mean. A special temporary program to lose weight. Because Judy and I are doing essentially the Mediterranean diet, which is not a diet. It's just it's what you eat. And there are cookbooks, and I'll just Google it, and it's fine. It's whole grains and then nuts and olives and olive oil and then just, just fish and seafood and stuff like that. A little red meat now and again, a couple of glasses of red wine in the evening. Perfectly fine for you. Just not a lot of processed S. And uh, not, you know, heap loads of red meat and fatty stuff, but, you know, a little now and again. It's good. It's great. Love it. Of course, I've always loved fish and seafood, so it's a little easier for me. But You can eat as much as you want. And I generally do. Well, it doesn't say, it doesn't say here you can't eat hamburgers, does it? Does that have refined starches, sugar, or uh, no, you're refined probably flour right in with it? That. Yeah, I think you're fine. Because, yeah. as I said earlier, it doesn't matter whether you're... A lot of the stuff you put on it, though, would have those things. Worried about your fat or your uh, carbohydrates, as long as you're doing these things. You eating a whole grain bun with that burger there? I should. Burger King? I huh? should start. and take a look at it. Yeah. That's fine. What about the nutritious trout? That's a good point, Marshall. It's a fine fish. Anyway, um, these are the new guidelines. Yeah. Wow, that's very, very helpful. Yeah, I hope. We'll right. see. So uh, in the moment or two we have left, what to do? Oh, you know what? Listen, here's, here's a newsflash for you. Oh, this is actually, this is perfect. There's some stuff on the Internet that's not true. Wait. <laughs> I know. For instance, while I certainly appreciate Jordan in Wisconsin sending us the link to a story from the Daily Telegraph in Britain, China wages war on funeral strippers. Uh, the story alleges that um, communities in rural China believe that bigger attendance at funerals help honor the dead, 
And so they hire skanks to strip at them. And that's not true. And they blame capital. Well, I doubt it. I doubt it, too. I looked at the story. And uh, again, Jordan, I realize uh, you are a, a quiet and earnest, hardworking Wisconsinite. But here on the coasts, we've come to realize that some British tabloids make stuff up. (laughs) But thank you. Story from China that is real. So they had that one kid only policy for uh, like 30 years. Yeah. Forced abortions and everything. Just absolutely horrific. Right. And mostly girls. They aborted girls like so many people in Asia do. And if you're poor, you're really But that culture's equal to ours. In fact, it's better. Our culture's bad. That culture that aborts girls is good. Remember that, xenophiles. But anyway, so they did away with that because they they didn't have enough people. Their population was going the wrong direction. Yeah, they've got horrific demographic problems. And people aren't having kids. And now they got a real problem. Right. They said, go ahead and have as many kids as you want. And they aren't, especially... Uh, educated people who are making a living, they aren't having kids. And so they got a serious demographic uh, bubble happening yeah. in China. You may recall, I talked about this last year, that within 50 years, China is going to be so far upside down, old pensioners versus young workers, that they are going to see an economic collapse in all likelihood. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for 50 years. <laughs> Fake click farms, follower farms, Twitter farms, how that all works. I found it interesting. We'll share that with you in a little while. Plus, also, is there movement on the gun issue? Sarah Westwood coming on the show in a few minutes on the Armstrong and Getty Show.